Welcome to the Clary Podcast, a division of Aaron Clary, LLC, brought to you by assholeconsulting.com. Aaron Clary, Chairman and CEO. And now, your host... Captain Capitalism himself, the world's only professional asshole, Aaron Clary. Greetings and salutations, everybody. It is the Clary Podcast. The old Capmeister, enjoying life to its fullest. I have, uh, what is it, past, past two days I've been implementing this new regimen or discipline. Where I do some work, then I do something fun, I do some work, and I do something fun, and there basically is no downtime. Because <clears throat> when you go out into the wilderness, if you have any downtime, you're like, where, hello, where's everybody? And then the, then you get sad, and then you get down, like, nope, nope, we are not, we are not going to stay down, we are not going to stay, and it works great until you do it for a day and a half, and you're completely physically exhausted. But uh, yesterday started bright and early. Which for me is 9 a.m. And uh, wrote a good piece. You guys should all read it. How Feminism Ruins the Finances of Women. Great post. Uh, it it has done more to advance women's best interests than pretty much all feminism has because it's based in truth and reality. Basically talk about if you look at feminists, they make some of the worst financial decisions and they recommend some of the worst financial decisions. But more importantly, above all else, they hate female beauty. They want to throw away the single largest advantage women have, and that is their youth and their beauty. And historically, and to this day, that is the number one commodity in the history of the world. I made that part. It's a brilliant economic analysis and observation on my part. I posted that on the economics Reddit board, and it immediately got taken down because, you see, you guys aren't scientists. You guys are not real economists. You are first politicians and cowards. You have to be politically correct first. And then you make believe you're economists. But since you don't believe in the real world and you don't have the balls to acknowledge what the real world is, you are operating from erroneous premises, which means your entire analysis and ultimately your conclusion is wrong. But let's let's not talk about how female beauty is the world's most valuable commodity out there. Let's just ignore that fact. Anyway, wrote that piece. Then, what did I do next? I wrote that piece. Well, then I went golfing. I went golfing. Doing better. Doing a lot better. And I have a new sub-game with golf. Oh, I'm, I, if you, I, I'm starting to warm up to golf, but I found a better game. Like, uh, it costs money, but you can shop around, and it's almost a, more of a game to see if you can get cheaper golf than the the game of golf it is and fun unto itself. So there's like this website called Golf Now and you find the cheapest things at the certain time when everybody else is working and you go in. It was a little bit cool in Vegas uh, yesterday. And a whole thing. 18 holes for 18 bucks plus I got a cart plus you get a drink and I don't drink anymore and I'm like okay well I'll I'll get something else I get a water and they give me a water and that was it. so I got the intent then I came back did asshole consulting then I went to the cigar lounge where I used the internet to upload the videos for asshole consulting 
Then me and my buddy went bowling. Tied my best score ever for bowling. Then what did we do after that? Oh, that's right. We bummed around just looked for food. And uh, the great thing with Vegas is you can find food 24-7 of any kind. Breakfast, Asian, Mexican, whatever you want. They got it here. Uh, only drawback is that I think the market in Vegas, there's so much so much restaurant and service industry that they can barely keep the, keep it staffed. Because if you come to Vegas, just a warning, do not expect fast service. And expect them to get your 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 orders wrong at least half the time. At least we we ended up walking out of two places, and inevitably like, do you want to go to Roberto's Tacos? They're open, they're reliable. Fine, let's go. So we ended up going to, and then we we fell asleep. And then same thing today. I uh, what did I do? I did bowl again today. Came nowhere near as good as I was yesterday. Oh, I went to the gym. That's right. I did the the standard morning stuff, did my videos, went to the cigar lounge, uploaded it, then went and worked out, then went bowling. Then I went to a YouTuber uh, meetup group over in Las Vegas where they were talking about cameras and filming equipment. It was really good until you always had those you, you always have those nerds, those IT nerds that got nothing else going on in life so they got to they got to always fit in their personal story. You got the expert right there. You have the two experts. They they do this is what they specialize in. The guy took the time to put together some notes. Good showing and I know being a teacher and public speaker before, maybe you should just shut the fuck up and let the guy talk and then maybe ask questions later. Oh no. No. The comic book guy at the comic book stores, they, they were there. There was, there was like five, four or five, and they all had to interject to tell everybody. See, they have an audience now. They have an audience, a captive audience. Now they can tell everybody about the minor things that they did in their particular, which, okay, it's not as good as what you're recommending, Mr. Expert, but just to let you know, this is what I did. It's like, good. Good for you. I don't care. I'm here to find out about microphones and lighting and what type of camera. Because my camcorder is my camcorder is seven or eight years old. I think it films in 720p. Learned a whole new bunch of words and jargon. Anyway, that's the boring stuff. How you guys doing? It's the Clary Podcast. Uh, we're gonna jump right into the news. The uh, quite some time ago. This has to be at least five years ago. No, it was longer than that. This was when I put in my two weeks notice, and they say, "Well." We'll pay you for two weeks. You just have to leave now. I'm like, thank you very much. That was July of 2012. That was coming up on six years ago. Hopped on my crotch rocket, drove from Wyoming all the way down to Phoenix to visit the talented Mr. Lee. I went down the west side of the Rockies on the way down, and I came back up the east side. And when I was coming back up the east side, every every Colorado town I stopped in or went through, I had to get gas at every one of them. Had a brew pub. They had a brew. Oh, come to our brew pub. Go to a brew pub. I stopped in Salida, or was it Buena Vista? Can't remember. Um, the the lady when I checked into my hotel, she couldn't utter utter out brew club, brew pub, brew pub, craft beer in town. Go to a brew pub. It's in town. A brew pub. And I wrote back then, six years ago, this is going to be a bubble. This is going to be a bubble because every freaking town had. Now they were the early adapters. Those were the first movers. They were on the trend. but And I thought it would collapse within three years. No, it had a six-year run. Six-year run. Well, 
From the Financial Times, U.S. craft beer slowdown sends hops market from boom to bust. I'm not really an economist anymore. I just like to show you I'm a natural at it and just kind of like, yeah, I can still do it. The old man still got it. A sharp slowdown in U.S. craft beer sales growth has sent the specialty hops market from boom to bust with its effects starting to be felt by growers beyond its shores. The fall comes as growers both in the United States, the world's leading hop producer and exporter, and abroad have increased their planning areas as the number of craft brews brewers increased rapidly, causing demand to surge for popular aroma varieties. You guys invested in a trend started by millennials. I wonder what the end of the story's gonna be. People in the hops industry are very concerned. This is a problem that's affecting everybody, said Douglas McKinnon, chief executive of Trader 47 Hops in Yakima Valley in Washington. Oh, Washington. T.J. Martinell could tell you about all the brew pubs in Washington State, a leading producing area. The hop merchant was forced to file Chapter 11 creditor protection last year as buyers reneged on their contracts and cash flow dried up. Wait a minute, buyers, millennials who are like, dude, man, we should stay. We're in Washington State, man. Going to be like Colorado because we're not as cool as Coloradoans because they come up with first, but maybe we should start a beer pub, man. Oh, dude, man, yeah, let's do it. All you millennials with your hats. And then, uh, <clears throat> surprise, surprise, millennials starting brew pubs ended up not paying, huh? How many of you guys are extending credit to people who are in the weed industry? Just wondering. Uh, as buyers reneged on their contracts and cash flow dried up. Many of the hop varieties among popular craft beer makers have plunged from their peaks between 2015 and 2016. For example, Citra, known for its smooth floral... Ah, there's good old Adam Piggott. Look at this. For example, Citra, known for its smooth floral and citrus aroma and flavor. Not floral nose, but they got floral in there, Adam. Has almost halved from 23 a pound, according to the Lupulin Exchange, a U.S. online hop exchange. Well, this should be good for uh, for brew pubs. They they can now afford cheaper hops, and they should be able to lower their price. They'll lower their oh, that's right, you guys are already filing bankruptcy because you guys didn't do your homework or your financial projections correctly. You guys just at the age of 32, and you said, "Hey, man, let's go, like." Let's, like, everyone's doing brewed, and I got this kid on Amazon to brew my own beer. We could do it, guys. Let's, oh, dude, let's do it. Even though there's three brew pubs in this town of 2,500 people, we can do it, man. I'm sorry. I hate the brew pub culture. I just hate it. It was pretty cool at first. Like, oh, yeah, nice little town. But then it just, when you start seeing the, the, um, the German seating. I don't know if any of you know it, but it's it's like mass communities, not tables. You just get these long tables, benches, with uh, timber cut down the long way. Basically logs that have been cut very long, you know, 30, 40 foot long logs. Cut in half the long way, turned upside down, and hey, you sit there, man, and you get to know the people in the brew pub, dude. Wow, man. I know. No. It's so sad how the brew pubs started to end up exactly like hipsters. 
it all started to look the same. No matter how much you said you were different or what kind of different taste and floral notes your craft beer had, you all look, you could grab one brew pub over in Colorado, one brew pub in Minneapolis, one over in Washington State, right next to TJ Martinell. Heck, and let's just throw in one over in California for Atham. And you compare them, I'm like, yeah, it's a bunch of douches drinking marginal beer, sometimes admittedly pretty good beer. With, with, those, with those log benches, that's what it was. And everybody wore hats, even though it was July. The price declines were widespread, said John Bryce at Lupulin, which is planning to expand into the UK later this year. Wow, this is a... It did drop. What was it? The low before the build-up to the bubble. Man, I was even before the bubble. I was there way before it went, uh, went pop. Yeah, it's down from about 23 down to 13. Another variety cascade was trading at around 6 to 7 a pound in 2015 to 2016, but is now on the market for a buck 20, said Mr. McKinnon. The main issue has been the sudden slowing of growth in the craft beer market, which until a few years ago had been rising annually by double digits. I mean, it's it Anything to avoid a real job. Hey, millennials, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to become a Bitcoin millionaire. I'm going to day trade cryptocurrencies. I'm, I'm gonna, and I'm going to start a brew pub. It's like you're all going to become teachers, right? Everyone's just going to become teachers. We're all going to be teachers. Nothing will get done. That's for the Asian and the Indians and the Chineseses. They're the ones that are work. We can't get our fingers dirty. We're Americans. We just want to do craft beers and, and horse hobby farms and, and, and we're going to be Bitcoin billionaires. However, market saturation as well as a competition from other alcoholic beverages have affected growth, which peaked in 2014 at 18%, slowing to about 5% last year. The oversupply situation has been made worse by the jump in hop production and acreage, which almost doubled in the past five years. Brewers fearing a shortage rushed in to sign three- to five-year contracts with farmers. All right, so you bet you're going to be in business three to five years, and then, oh, you mean the fad went away? People got sick and tired of going to the brew pub? Especially when there was three of them two miles down the road in the next town over? I will grant the brew pubs and the craft brewers this. If you're in a small little town, that's actually pretty cool. It gives it that does add a little bit. Hey, we're making <clears throat> we're making a craft brew here. It's kind of cool. All right, all right, I, I can see that. Well, oh my God, just go to Northeast Minneapolis. Uptown was 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 originally um, Grunge Central, but that wasn't cool enough. That was too posh. So then the hipsters moved to Northeast Minneapolis, and then they started a bunch a whole bunch of brew pubs, and they all are the same. They're all the same. I'll have a fat tire. Oh, you mean like because the bikers, they ride those bikes. They're horrendously inefficient with fat tires. And the only reason they do that is to show you, hey, we got bikes with fat tires. Even though like if you had slicks and not tread because you're not doing it during winter, you know, you're just doing it because you think you're cool. You're making a statement. I wonder how long your, your brew, but actually fat tires lasted a long time. I think they got bought out by a real brewer. Uh, who increased plantings on the backs of those contracts and high prices. All right, so the farmers, uh, the good times are always going to roll. You, you guys you guys don't learn. Nobody learns anything. Nobody learns anything. The events in the U.S., also the largest craft beer market, are already affecting some international markets. It's having a ripple effect on prices. New Ford contracts offered will be lower 
said Ali Caper, a UK hop farmer. Uh, craft beer sales growth. Okay, yeah, so the old captain recognized this in 2012. Was it that long ago? Oh, it was already on its way up in 2009. Yeah, it looks like it peaked in, um, the growth peaked. Now, keep in mind, it kept growing, but growth slowed down. Still growing at a pretty good clip. At 47 hops, Mr. McKinnon says he noticed lower payments from breweries at the end of 2016 and by April of the following year. It became very clear that it was the beginning of a bad trend. Uh, after failing to renegotiate... Well, see, they, <laughs> craft brewery hops payments and student loans payments, they're always going to be delinquent on, on all their payments. After failing to renegotiate contracts with his suppliers, the hops farmers, and on the other hand, brewery customers refusing to honor their contracts, he faced filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection or going out of business. The rising output amid falling demand has resulted in a hop glut with inventories in pre-harvest September rising 15% to a record 98 million pounds, according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Of the total, growers and merchants held an all-time high share of 65%. But despite the supply overhang, hops farmers who on the back of demand invested in expanding operations need to repay bank loans. Why are you borrowing? Why? Why? You can't go bankrupt if you don't borrow from a bank. Never mind. I'm not even going to get into agricultural banking. That's a whole new different ballgame. But the same idiot bankers that hit up commercial lending and real estate development are in there. They just lend on cattle like, well, you see, if everybody buys five gallons of craft beer, then, then Farmer Brown should be able to pay us back. And what do the banks collect as collateral, I wonder? Hops? Hey, L.A.C., he's got hops. Chaz, uh, TJ, uh, RB, because they always announce each other by their, their acronyms or their initials. Say, RB, Farmer Brown said he'll give us collateral of all those hops, you know, we could do with that. Oh, I don't know, JW, what is it what we could do, JW? Well, RB, we could go and recollect them and sell them. Well, even though none of us have any experience selling, let alone storing, let alone repossessing hops, sounds wonderful, RS. At least, at least the bankers and the millennials are screwing each other over. And the farmers that are stupid enough to plant with debt money. I, but despite the supply overhang, hops farmers who want the bank need to repay the loans are still expected to plant about 1,500 new acres. Why? Why? At a hop convention this year, ooh, lots of beard and plaid, I see. Alex Barth of the Barth Haas Group, an international hop trader which has headquarters in Germany, told growers not to plant more hops. So the Germans are a little bit accurate. We believe that the U.S. has enough acreage in the ground that additional acres are not necessary, he said. Some in the hop trade are pining their, pinning their hopes on new beer types that use more hops to create demand. Oh, see, there's your saving grace. See, it was like when Obama came in with cash for clunkers. That was going to get the economy going. Do you remember when George Bush gave everybody a $300 check? And that was going to get the economy going. And then Obama gave everybody Obama phones. And that was going to get the economy going. This is the exact same thing. You guys are pinning your hopes on, on what? What does that account for? 3% of all the craft beer sales? Some some beers that require more hops? That's going to save all... Oh, you see, now, 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 Aaron, I understand. I understand. 
you don't understand the crap. I know you don't like those neck-bearded, wimpy, millennial faggots who grow faggot beer. That's because you're a bigot, Aaron. Now, you just admit that you're a bigot. You should go and suck down that faggot beer that Tanner, Tanner McTainer Jones Winthrop III, because his, his mother was one of those hyphenated named women. You're going to drink his gay faggot craft beer, all right? I, I don't care. You're going to stop being a bigot, and we're going to approve his loan. We're going to approve him because he's a good boy. I went to school with his father. We played on the football team, all right? And got a new and and I know there's bad time. No, there's and and your numbers are wrong, even though they're compelling and 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 100% accurate. But they're wrong, because you see they got this new beer, this new beer called Double Faggot IPA, and it requires twice the amount of hops, and everything gonna be all right now. That's banking. If you're ever the New England India Pale Ale uses around six times more hops than normal IPAs. Oh, well, there we go. Everyone's just going to have to drink and piss New England India Pale Ale. And, and then, then we'll be fine, says Scott Casey at Brewing Materials Consultancy RMI Analytics. He added that an increasing number of merchants in Yakima were looking to expand internationally. Mr. McKinnon is unsure how long the tough times will last. Oh, it's going to last a while. Let me explain to you why, Mr. McKinnon. You see, the millennials and the hipsters flooded the market with too much of themselves. There's a there's a there's a restaurant. Let me. It's called the New Bohemian. Absolutely hate it. Although they're more successful than the average craft brewer in the Twin Cities, um, because they, I think they have three. But it is everything that is epitomized, and I hate and loathe about these brew pubs. They got those long cut um, log uh, benches. They got the long tables. And they got they got the little fun bar games. Hey, Jenga. Oh my God. Whoever thought of that, they should have Jenga. They got Jenga. And, and if you want to talk about the epitome of douchebaggery, hipster, craft beer culture... We all got to do trivia, don't we? We all get, and we, we have to have it really loud. Like, you can't just sit there and enjoy your beer and talk to friends. No. People under 40 don't have the ability to converse and have conversation and engage in intellectual discourse. No, you see, you have to blast it so loud, and then you're going to ask them trivia, and then you can wear win more beer, maybe a coolie, and maybe a shirt from the new Bohemian bar. Get some wings on American Eats. We're just a hometown pub with American Eats. I would love it to say, we got American and I can punch him in his face before he says Eats. It's just, eh. don't say American Eats. Don't say, you know Adam Pickett? You know how many people Adam Pickett killed when they said floral night? Did you hear about the floral notes massacre? Yeah, it's going to be an American Eats massacre. It's going to put the floral notes massacre to shame. It's going to make it look like nothing. It's going to make it look like, like someone got hit by a truck. I'm going to make it look like World War fucking II on the Nazi side. Anyway, the reason, Mr. McKinnon, it's not coming back is because the people brewing the beer flooded the market with conformity and wearing hats indoors and ungroomed beards and a lack of testosterone and log benches with American Eats and Trivia Night. And everyone is tapped the fuck out on that shit. 
Not to mention, millennials are starting to have kids now, and they're growing up. That's shocking. Some of them are growing up, <clears throat> whether they like to or not. And now, they're starting to run out of money, run these businesses in the ground. They're not getting the volume. And the fact that they reneged on their contracts means those businesses are out of business. Or they're not going to pay you. So, the brewers, who are the ultimate users of the hops, are going to dwindle in number and are dwindling in number. So please, Mr. McKinnon, please don't do what every pussy did back in the, on the precipice in the beginning of the housing crash where they all said, and hopefully the economy turns around. I am so sick and tired. Yeah, hope There's no such thing. Hope is, a, hope is in action. Hope is pointless. Hope is I'm throwing my hands up. I don't ever want to deal with people that hope. I really don't. Because you're lazy, you're stupid, and, and, and you're fatists. I'm okay with someone says, well, geez, you know, I hope the economy turns around. But we're taking these added measures to lower our expenses, diversify our revenue stream, um, offering this collateral. There's actions. you There's the hopers, and they are lazy putzes that vote for the likes of Obama and Nancy Pelosi and have the government take care of everything. Or people who thought they'd make easy money and they borrowed money they thought the good times would roll forever. And then, well, you know, we hope the economy... I remember one time we made a, a loan to a... Was he a snowplow guy? Or did he snow, sell snowplows? It was one of the two. And his whole business plan come like September was... You know, and the guy was losing money. He had a horrible credit score and everything like well, I hope we get a lot of snow this winter. And my boss like, yeah, I hope we get a lot of snow too. I'm like, oh, so the entire Twin Cities metro should just be fucked in terms of travel and safety so this guy can have a lot of snow and a lot of people buy a lot of his snow equipment? And I think what ended up happening, it was one of like the least snowy winters we ever, like hot, warm. There was no need for, for snowplow uh, gears or, or snowplow equipment. This will be a rough patch for a few years and things will be good again. Oh, sure. Sure it will, Mr. McKinnon. Oh, and that's the end of the article. So, there you go. That's uh, that's uh, another bubble. I love bubbles because they highlight people's stupidity. And, they're, and, and especially Americans' overly optimistic attitude that everything will turn out fine in the end. No, it won't. No, it won't. Uh, let's do our sponsors very quickly here. Uh, oh, by the way, I'm in Facebook jail, but about to get out, I think. A lot of you have like, hey man, did you get my message? I have not. I have not. Um, it's kind of been nice being in Facebook jail. Why'd you get in Facebook jail, Aaron? Well, when the Super Bowl was going on, or it's not the Super Bowl, but when the Super Bowl riots were going on, I may have made the Facebook comment, which is brilliant and funny. I say, where's the Las Vegas shooter when you need him to dispatch of all these, uh, stupid Super Bowl rioters? And that was good. That was funny. But um, apparently the speech police over at the Facebook did not think so. I thought it was funny. I know it was funny. But uh, you got to know they were over there like, oh, that's pretty funny, but we can't let you say that. Like, I understand. I understand. You're not freedom of speech. You guys you guys wear hats indoors and you go to trivia night at, at brew pubs. I understand. Uh, all right. New sponsor, mtfunow.com. Manthefuckupnow.com. All right, check out that website. <clears throat> I got a, where's the script? Where's the script? 
When we started our brand, we just wanted to sell cool t-shirts and hoodies, but the brand quickly became something more... Than just another apparel brand. It became a symbol for people who were fed up with the direction the country is going. MTFU is about taking responsibility for your decisions and actions. MTFU is about standing up for what up for what you believe and despite uh, what other people think. MTFU is about being the person you were meant to be instead of what other people want you to be. It has nothing to do with gender, race, or economics. It has to do with living your life to your potential and helping others around you do the same. Lifting each other up instead of tearing each other down. Uh, we promise to do our part, but we'll need your help to change the world. Please help by joining the MTF Revolution now at www.mtfunow.com. Uh, XYZ, which is XYZ. The Australians call it Z. They don't say Z, they go Z because they're cool and they're special. Go to xyz.net.au if you happen to be in Australia, or you don't happen to be in Australia, but you are kind of curious about Australian politics and you want to see just how completely fucked that guy. I had no idea until I started tuning into Adam Piggott. But yeah, Australia's fucked. Australia's fucked. I thought I wanted to live in like, no, no, I don't. No, thank you. The finances look real good, and now they're just like, hey, world, and people who kill goats and don't want to work as hard and want to bomb us and kill our people, come on in. Yay, diversity. And that's not going to have a good ending. Uh, but check them out if you want basically the key, the flagship Red Pill website of Australia. Businessbuyeradvantage.com, our good friend David Burnett over in Kanakistan. In order to get ahead and take advantage of tax laws and maximize your lifestyle, you need to be in the business for yourself. It's faster, cheaper, easier, and less risky to buy an already successful business than it is to try to do a startup. Access tons of free information about how to buy or sell a business at businessbuyeradvantage.com. If you like what you see and you want to go deeper by taking the Business Buyer Advantage course online, use the discount code CLARY to get a special price. So basically, if, if, uh, David runs this uh website and he's been in the business brokeraging business for what was it 25 30 now he's not that old he's not he's been in there for a quarter century um i know a lot of you are looking for something that is not the s&p 500 with its craptastic dividend yields and pathetic rates of return you want something a little bit more not to mention you want something that you can have fuck you money with Buying an already existing business is one way to do that however there is a whole bunch of things that could potentially go wrong and uh, basically, I saw that happen in banking. So contact David and have him take a look at your business first before you cash in your 401k or RRSP and uh, file for bankruptcy because you didn't understand the business you were getting into. All right, He is worth the money. Trust me, he is worth the money. Check him out, businessbuyeradvantage.com. Let him know Cappy sent him. Uh, akingscastle.com the Clary Podcast is sponsored by akingscastle.com a king's castle is a place for men who want to leave a legacy and advance western civilization with daily articles by various authors, lively commentators who have both serious discussion and fun loving jokes, a forum for more serious discussions and even the occasional lulzily troll, you will want to make a king's castle a daily visit <clears throat> or add it to your RSS feed whether you're a father, someone who wants to become one, or just a masculine man looking for more than just banging women, a king's castle is the next step in Manosphere sites that will encourage you to become a man with long-term purpose. Stop by a king's castle today. They also have a YouTube channel. 
they're relatively new, so the YouTube channel doesn't have that much on there. But if you're like me and you want to listen instead of read, you can go there as well. Um, <clears throat> what do we got? You know what? I'm going to move these guys. I already have the League of Extraordinary Podcasters. Let me get it down here. Let me get it down here. Where we go? Where we go? All right. We're going to put Rich Cooper down there. Safety Doc Podcast. Down there. We got TJ Martinell. All right, everybody. Just, just cleaning up the mobile. Cleaning up the mobile... Uh, the mobile sponsor list. We don't need that anymore. Okay, the Amazon affiliate program. If you do online shopping, you should go and do that through my uh, Amazon affiliate program. You do that by going to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. You click on the Amazon banner. It's on the right uh, sidebar there. And uh, you just shop. That's it. That's all you have to do. You have to go to my site first. Otherwise, Amazon doesn't know where you came from, and then I don't get a commission. Does the commission cost you anything more, you might ask? And I say, no, it does not cost you anything more. And uh, it's just a way for me to get a commission on sending traffic to their site. So get into the good habit going to my Amazon affiliate program and making all your online purchases through that today. And until at least I'm dead. I suppose if you're going to die before me, I'll forgive you if you don't continue buying through my online Amazon affiliate program. But you should have raised at least some three rat bastard children to train them to go and buy their crap through my Amazon affiliate program too. So as long as you have like other children that you leave in the world to make up for you dying, not buying any more stuff on my Amazon affiliate program, you bastard, um, I will forgive you. I will forgive you. We have my books, books that you should go and buy and read if you haven't already, but you also have a use to do so. Reconnaissance Man, that is for all of you who are like, it, it really is the, the, the first book you should read. Uh, as a young man or woman. But if you happen to be lost and you don't know where to go, this is an instruction manual, a roadmap to say, okay, let us organize our thoughts and here's a strategy. Here is a methodology for us to logically go and conclude where you should go and live and what you should do once you find your place to live. It is tailored for younger people because that's where it can do the most good. But if you're recently divorced, you're about to get divorced, or you and the wifey poo, or you and the husband poo, because there's all three women listening to uh, the show. Uh, I'm sick of this. I want to get out of California. If you're moving out of California, a great book to get. It is going to save you way more money and time than what you're going to spend on it. I guarantee you. All my books have a guaranteed positive rate of return. Speaking of which, the black man's got out of poverty. Are you black? Are you a male? Are you poor? You need those three requirements for this book to be about you. Do not be Aaron's mom, who is white, who is old, and is not in poverty. Don't know why she bought it. She did. Like, mom, I don't know. And then I got another buddy of mine, Jewish, rather rich friend, female again. I, 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 look, look. Look down your pants. Do you see a black cock? Well, then this book is obviously not for you. So it is the black man's got out of poverty. I will allow Latino men to read it as well. Black women could read it, but you're not going to like it because I'm just... <clears throat> you are the enemy in that book. And I know there are actually a surprising number of black females that do tune into the show and follow the old Capmeister on the interwebs. Uh, but they know they know what I'm talking about. They they agree with it. Uh, they know that that they are the... the uh, 
the exception to the rule. Worthless, the young person's indispensable guide to choosing the right major. This is a good time now because those co- the juniors, I think, have to start choosing where to go to college and what they're going to major in. Please get any loved one who is about to go to college or is college-bound this book or someone who is in college and they're majoring in stupid crap. This book has more potential to help out the, the young people of this world uh, than pretty much any book I've written. I mean, short and sweet. Bachelor Pad Economics would be better. That, that includes the lessons of Worthless. But if you want something short and sweet and it's going to save the youth and, and especially women, get that book Worthless. Uh, Bachelor Pad Economics, the, that's the financial advice Bible for men or women brave enough to read it. That is still my bestseller. Everyone keeps buying that one. Enjoy the decline. If you are a Democrat and you don't like Trump, read this book. If you're a Republican and you didn't like Obama, read this book. If you just look at the United States and you run some basic math numbers and say, this ain't sustainable, read this book. It is living and accepting with the death of the United States. All very happy topics. My other book, Curse of the High IQ, that's for everybody who is smart and fell asleep in high school and got low GPAs, yet surprisingly could run circles around everybody else when it came to logic and reason. Uh, and you were conformies, and you didn't, if you didn't tune into the Super Bowl, you should get this book. If you're like, I got more important shit to do than watch the Super Bowl, get that book. Poor Richard's Retirement, that's for uh, everybody who does not have enough saved up for retirement. Do you not have enough saved up for retirement? Well, then get Poor Richard's Retirement. I cannot, that one right there probably has the highest rate of return, monetarily speaking. We got other people's books, Run Guts, Pull Cones by the famous Adam Piggott. Also, Pushing Rubber Downhill by Adam Piggott. That is an absolute must, the Pushing Rubber Downhill. It's how to become a man in today's world, basically. Uh, you can also go to his website, pushingrubberdownhill.com. Uh, he had a post. Let's pull that up. He pulled it up for me. He always put, What's Aaron got going on? Pushing Rubber Downhill. Ooh, maybe he's got a new podcast out. I can listen to that before I go to it. No, no, you did it wrong, Larry. You did it wrong. Dot com. Not... Um. No, nope. uh, he's got a post out that he responded uh, to a video of mine. I was just kind of looking for his like quick take, but then uh, in a very kind gesture, <clears throat> he wrote quite a lengthy piece about it. Uh, so I do have to tip my hat to him there. Does he have a new podcast out? Him and the great one himself over at sinlibsoch.com. They're going to start running out. Oh, no, he's still at the breasts episode. Uh, him and the great one himself, uh, they did a, um, they're, they're putting together a podcast. And if you're a regular listener to the Clary podcast, you know, I have them sub for me when I can, I get other people too. Uh, but these two have a very good rapport with one another and they do put together a great podcast. So I, I have a lot of hope and faith, uh, that this will, uh, do well. So I'm kind of, uh, interested to see their podcasts as they come out. But anyway, check out Adam's site, pushingrubberdownhill.com. Uh, I would go into his credentials, but they are long, unrivaled, and compelling for you to, um, if you want to live a, a masculine life. It's, it's instructional, is what his book is. Carrie Lutz's Viral Podcasting. Get that book if you want to become a super awesome podcaster like me, but if you want to become like a way, way, way more successful podcaster like Carrie, uh, go get his book. Carrie Lutz, Viral Podcasting. You can also tune into his podcast at FinancialSurvivalNetwork.com. Glorious Carl's book, Trade the Ratio. You guys all know Glorious Carl of Glorious Hat fame. Uh, he has a book on trade, uh, trading and investing in gold and silver. 
Uh, so if you have never invested in gold and silver or if you're looking for a trading strategy in and out of silver, get his book, Trade the Ratio. Roll Tomasi, the rational male. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, everybody knows him. If you don't, you have not been in this world that long. He has books out. Uh, Positive, Positive Masculinity is his latest one. And uh, I think his books are, I've never read them. I do know at least the first two are simply the best of his blog and very highly read. Uh, him and I had an exchange recently about beyond success. Like, what do you do when there's nothing left to do? Like, oh, yeah, I, I, I did it. I won. Now what? And he's like, I, I don't know. <laughs> it was what I wrestle with. I want to get Glendon Cameron, him, Rich Cooper, um, Chris Muir, if he's around and has the technological ability, some older guys. Uh, and who was the other guy? Glendon Cameron. Rich Cooper, Rolo, Chris Muir, maybe that was it. Oh, Adam, Adam Pickett himself. I'd like to get those guys' insight into it. I, I mean, I guess Adam wrote the entire thing, but I think that would make a good uh, a good live stream. Uh, anyway, uh, so check out his site, uh, therationalmail.com. But then also, if you're interested in buying whiskey, you're a fan of whiskey, look at his whiskey. He runs a whiskey company, tapwhiskey.com. You can go ahead and make your purchases there. Now listen, man, I like the news. You guys like the news? From The Guardian, which, um, this is a dated article. It's from 2013. I did hear it on Garage Logic. I did want to share it with you people. Uh, but it's very important. And plus, the, the Guardian, I don't know what's going on at The Guardian, even though this is dated, but The Guardian's been coming up with some articles that isn't rank-biased leftist slop. And I, I don't know, there's actually some good thought and journalism going on there at The Guardian, or maybe people are just sending it and filtering out the rest. Uh, news is bad for you, and giving up reading will reading it will make you happier. News is bad for your health. It leads to fear and aggression and hinders your creativity and ability to think deeply. The solution, stop consuming it altogether. You guys wonder why I clocked out. You wonder why I checked out. You wonder why I wrote Enjoy the Decline. And Matt Forney even does the same. And now it's just, it's it's a zero fucks to give world. And I'm not joking, you guys. I'll go into the article. I'm so much happier and so much more relaxed. And then when you start seeing how much of it is fake, and then you start seeing some, some signs of hope. I think I talked about it on the previous podcast where the LGBTQQDWWW, they decided to add K for kink. And the comment section was filled with gay and bi and and, and, and all these other non-binary uh, people who said, this is dumb, this is stupid, it makes us look bad. So there's hope that the real enemy in America is the news itself. And that we're not all out to, to stab each other in our necks. In the past few decades, the fortunate among us have recognized the hazards of living with an overabundance of food and have started to change our diets. But most of us do not yet understand that news is to the mind what sugar is to the body. News is easy to digest. The media feeds us small bites of trivial matter, tidbits that don't really concern our lives and don't require thinking. That's why we experience almost satur no saturation. Unlike reading books and long magazine articles which require thinking, we can swallow limitless quantities of news flashes which are bright colored candies for the mind. Today we have reached the same point in relation to information that we faced 20 years ago in regard to food. We are beginning to recognize how toxic news can be. Yes, there you go. News misleads. Take the following event brought from Nassim Taleb, 
A car drives over a bridge and a bridge collapses. What does the news media focus on? The car, the person in the car, where he came from, where he planned to go. How he experienced the crash if he survived. But that is all irrelevant. What's relevant? The structural stability of the bridge. That's the underlying risk that has been lurking and cold lurking and could lurk in other bridges. But the car is flashy, it's dramatic, it's a person. And it's news that's cheap to produce. News leads us to walk around with a completely wrong risk map in our heads. So terrorism is overrated. Chronic stress is underrated. The collapse of Lehman Brothers is overrated. Fiscal irresponsibility is underrated. Oh boy, ain't that the truth. Astronauts are overrated. Nurses are underrated. We are not rational enough to to be exposed to the press. Watching an airplane crash on television is going to change your attitude towards that risk regardless of its real probability. If you think you can compensate with the strength of your own inner contemplation, you are wrong. Bankers and economists who have powerful incentives to compensate for newsborn hazards have shown that they cannot. The only solution, cut yourself off from the news consu- cut yourself off from news consumption entirely. News is irrelevant. Of the approximately 10,000 news stories you have read in the last 12 months, name one because you consumed it. That allowed you to make a better decision about a serious matter affecting your life, your career, or your business. The point is, the consumption of news is irrelevant to you. But people find it very difficult to recognize what's relevant. It's much easier to recognize what's new. The relevant versus the new is the fundamental battle of the current age. Media organizations want you to believe that the news offers you some sort of competitive advantage. I don't even think it's that. I think they're just gizzling your godel. Or goading your gizzle. They're just riling you up because you people want to be riled up because it makes you feel like you have agency and purpose. You're just like, oh, I'm angry about sorry, Evan. Um, I don't think people actually use the news to, to become competitively uh, advantageous over others. I don't, I don't see it. Many fall for that. We get anxious when we're cut off from our flow of news. In reality, news consumption is a competitive disadvantage. The less news you consume, the bigger the advantage you have. I will say this is completely true about mainstream media news. I will. And the fake news, and this is why I don't read, a lot of you send me articles from the Sun or the Daily Mail. I don't publish that because that's not real news. There may be some token amount or a seed of truth to it, but when I get tabloid news, or and I'm starting to consider like Breitbart, any kind of website, even though it's not tabloid, if you load up so much advertisement on my computer that I can't read the article, you start, play, you start playing video, you're, you're fake news. I'm declaring you fake news. Um, the less news you consume. Anyway, consuming that stuff is bad for you. Right? But for those of you who like actually critically think about stuff and you turn into the alternative media, and I don't mean the alternative left media where it's just... Marxism on steroids. It's what the mainstream media said, but we just make it more purified. You know, I, I don't need to hear, oh, we got to give even more money to other people that didn't earn it. That's, that's nothing new. You want to see, see the real news? You go to the alternative media, typically on the right. Not the alt-right. That has taken on a completely different political meaning. But even there, you get burnt out on it because the numbers and the statistics are so bad. He's just like, oh, forget it. Although there is vindication when you predict bubbles bursting and th- bad things happening and people not being able to find jobs and their lives ruined with student debt, then you're like, I told you so, I'm right, I'm sane. But then people hate you. 
less news you consume, the bigger the advantage you have. News has no explanatory power. News items are bubbles popping on the surface of a deeper world. Will accumulating facts help you understand the world? Sadly, no. The relationship is inverted. The important stories are non-stories, slow, powerful movements that develop below journalists' radar but have a transforming effect. The more news factoids you digest, the less of the big picture you will understand. If more information leads to higher economic success, we'd expect journalists to be at the top of the pyramid. That's not the case. Yeah, but you see, journalists themselves are probably more guilty of what this article is accusing people of than anyone else. The journalists are the ones that should have used to, maybe at some point in time, would say that's bogus, that's not real, that's not relevant, that's not germane. It's not newsworthy. But as in my previous video from a couple days ago, uh, journalists are, are not not anything close to it. They're, they're not even yellow journalists. They're brown, shit brown journalists. They're hacks, they're propagandists, they're crusaders, they're social justice warriors. Uh, if, if any reason that you should start listening to writer-leaning stuff is because at least some of those people who write articles had jobs and real-world working experience. Your standard Tilly Magoo at Slate or over at CNN. No, no. That, there's, there's, there's no reason to tune into that. So I'm glad you journalists don't make the money. I'm glad. And he's right. It's a very interesting economic observation about the efficiency of financial markets. If journalists know everything and they're conveying all the information that then affects the stock market, they should be first on the line to start making trades and start predicting trends and start investing and capturing on those gains as those trends uh, evolve and, and, and play out. But they're not. You all make your 25000 a year and then you have to live off your parents and you all bitch and whine for the government to forgive your loans. News is toxic to your body. It constantly triggers the limbic system. Panicky stories spur the release of cascades of glu- glucocortisol. This deregulates your immune system and inhibits the release of growth hormones. In other words, your body finds itself in a state of chronic stress. Maybe this is why millennials and Gen Zers are all kind of shrimpy and skinny. High cortisol levels cause impaired digestion, lack of growth, Cell, hair, and bone, nervousness, and susceptibility to infections. The other potential side effects include fear, aggression, tunnel vision, and desensitization. News increases cognitive errors. News feeds the mother of all cognitive errors, confirmation bias. In the, worlds of, in the words of Warren Buffett, what the human being is best at is doing what the human being is best at doing is interpreting all new information so that the prior conclusions remain intact. News exacerbates this flaw. We become prone to overconfidence, take stupid risks, and misjudge opportunities. It also exacerbates another cognitive error, the story bias. Our brains crave stories that make sense, even if they don't correspond to reality. Any journalist who writes, the market moved because of X, or the company went bankrupt because of Y, is an idiot. I must be an idiot, because I predicted all these bubbles. Especially in the hops market. I'm fed up with this cheap way of explaining the world. Who is this guy or gal that wrote this? Um, wow, this is a long article. <clears throat> Who wrote it? Are they not going to put the person's name? Oh, wait. Dude, who? Oh, Rolf Dobelli. Man, you think if... Uh, put that much effort into it. Who's Rolf Dobelli? 
instant search. Let's go. Rolf Dobelli. Swift author and businessman began writing his career as a novelist in 2002. He's best known internationally for his best-selling nonfiction, The Art of Thinking Clearly. Okay. Who's an author is what he is over in Switzerland. Yeah, you know, and here he is. He writes, he writes English better than I do, and that is not his first language. Uh, <clears throat> news inhibits thinking. News works like a drug. Here we go. This gets to the agency and nothing in your life I was talking about. As stories develop, we want to know how they continue with hundreds of arbitrary storylines in our heads. This craving is increasingly compelling and hard to ignore. Scientists used to think that the dense connections formed along the 100 billion neurons inside our skulls were largely fixed by the time we reached adulthood. Today we know that this is not the case. Nerve cells routinely break old connections and form new ones. The more news we consume, the more exercise the neural circuits devoted to skimming and multitasking while while ignoring those used for reading deeply and thinking with profound focus. Most news consumers, even if they used to be avid book readers, have lost the ability to absorb lengthy articles or books. After four or five pages, they get tired, the concentration vanishes, they become restless. It's not because they got older or their schedules became more onerous. It's because the physical structure of their brains has changed. I'd also say, <clears throat> I wish he would expand on that. The tell, tell me what the difference is between those of you who are always watching Fox News and CNN, regardless of your politics. What's the difference between that and tuning into the the soap operas? Like that's one thing. I remember my babysitter, who's still alive today, by the way. She always watches her soap. She's been watching soaps for as long as I've been alive. Probably longer, 50 years. Why? What does it matter what happened to these fictional characters that don't exist in the real world and have no bearing on your life in the real world? Well, in the news, it's the same thing. You guys don't control... Look, you control Washington through voting. You get to vote the you know handful of times in a three- or four-year period. That's it. That's it. Oh, you could go be an activist. You could be like those precious fools that were out over at the Million Woman March with their pussy hats on. You can go ahead and do that. You're not changing anything. You're just not. You go, you vote, you do your thing, you move on with your life. But man, you news junkies, and that's what you are. You say it in an endearing way. I'm a news junkie. No, you are pissing away your time. Did you go bowling, lift weights, and go golfing, and do videos all in one day? You didn't? Well, I did. And it's more work that got done than anybody who ever sat and watched the news. News wastes time. If you read a newspaper for 15 minutes each morning, then check the news. See, I knew there was something wrong with reading the news. I never understood why adults read the newspaper. <clears throat> if you read the newspaper for 15 minutes each morning, then check the news for 15 minutes during lunch and 15 minutes before you go to bed. Then add five minutes here and there when you're at work. Then count distraction and refocusing time. You will lose at least half your day every week. Information is no longer a scarce commodity, but attention is. You are not that irresponsible with your money, reputation, or health. Why give away your mind? Ba ba ba. I'm going to do the thing, and he predicted I would get tired of long, lengthy articles, and I did. It's not because I have a short attention span. It's because I have more important shit going on. But that was at the Garden. You could read it. Just search it, uh, News is Bad for Your Health, by Rolf Dobelli. That was a good article there. Um, let's do some sponsors. Not sponsors. So we got a ton of fan mail. 
You know what? Oh, here, we got a great email here. Uh, let's let's get rid of the let's bang out the sponsors real quick. Then we'll go to the email. We got uh, only one little set of sponsors left. Uh, assholeconsulting.com. You guys all know that. I don't have to go into that. Anyway, you guys got problems? Contact me. If you need the straight dope, you don't trust your psychotherapist or psychologist or psychiatrist. I don't really know the difference. You don't trust that schmuck beating around the bush, avoiding telling you the harsh truth that you need and you're paying $300 an hour and you want your solution a little bit quicker than that and you want it to be based in the truth. Uh, contact me at Asshole Consultant. We'll take care of you. Jacob's Adult Playground. Haven't hooked up with Jacob yet out here. I gotta meet up with him. Uh, visit that site before you come to Las Vegas. All right, That's all I'm going to say. Conservativebrew.com, I go there to buy my coffee, and you should too, because the money doesn't go to leftists. And in addition to that, uh, it, it's not uh, it's better, rather, than Black Rifle Coffee. I know a lot of you like Black Rifle Coffee. They're good people. The coffee, though, however, is marginal. Conservative Brew at conservativebrew.com is better. Go there and order your coffee there today. Tell them that the captain sent you. If you want to advertise on the podcast, you may. It's $50 a month. Just uh, hit me up over on my blog, captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. Uh, I, Chad is book. Chad Elkins, I want to keep plugging him, but he's like, book, he's turning away business now. That's good. Good, good. Feed on your hate. Uh, but just to, you know, in the future, when it isn't tax season anymore, go visit Chad Elkins at elkinscpa.com. The League of Extraordinary Podcasters, 405media.com, Obsidian Radio on YouTube, Financial Survival Network with Carrie Lutz, Silvio Canto on Canto Talk on blogtalkradio.com. That's for all you Latinos out there. I'd say it's for you Latinos, but you don't like logic or math. You're just all very emotional. You know, mm, uh, so I don't know if Silvio would be for you. You, you go watch Oprah and, and those Latino soap operas where... It's really dramatic. Those are fun to watch even if you don't understand Spanish. They're just so comical. Like, ¿Por qué Esteban? I'm like, oh, oh, she don't like Esteban. Oh, oh, Esteban did something. She busted Esteban. Probably banging Raquel. Antonio. It's like, oh, Antonio's in trouble now, man. I don't know what he did. He rambled off a bunch of Latin words there. But oh, he didn't do. I bet you he's banging her sister. She don't like that. Uh, anyway, check out Silvio Canto. C A N T O. He's got a book out there called Cubanos in Wisconsin. It's a great book. Tom Likas, tune in before he goes off the air. I guess he's hanging it up. Blowmeuptom.com. I gotta tune in. I just one of the drawbacks. I wish Tom had his. His show archived on podcasts, and they could download it. But yeah, you either listen to it when he was broadcasting, or you had to pay to get the uh, the podcast. O'Shea Jackson, God, I've been I've been listening to him. He he hasn't missed a beat. Been listening to him on my hikes. Tune in him on YouTube. O'Shea Jackson, Calypso, Oregon. Is it Oregon or Oregon? He never got back to me on that. He always making fun of me. Just laugh. I'm like, what? 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 One? What is it? Two, what does it mean? Rich Cooper, our Canadian buddy up there, Entrepreneurs and Cars, is his channel over on YouTube. Dr. David Paradin, uh, The Safety Doc. So if you have to have children and you are concerned about safety, tune into The Safety Doc podcast with Dr. David Paradin. I believe he's on Blurberry. Find him. 
if you like gardening, may I recommend a small-scale life podcast? Uh, I keep forgetting to mention that. I'll put it in there. I can't believe he has that many followers. And I was going to give him guff because occasionally me and the GF like to tune into him. <clears throat> and what he does is he spends the first half of the show, not really, but let's just make a joke, spends the first half of the show of telling you what he's going to tell you. And I'm usually like, dude, just just tell us. But I'm an impatient man. And I found out that I was wrong because the guy's got like 1,500 subscribers. I'm like, holy cow, look at him go. Maybe that's what I should do. I should tell you what I'm going to tell you about uh, for the first half hour of the podcast. And then we'd have a two and a half hour podcast and I'd be like, Stefan Molyneux, minus the telling you of what I'm going to tell you about. It could be like Macho Man Randy Savage. Let me tell you something, Hulk Hogan. I could have him come in and tell you what I'm going to tell you about. Aaron E. Claire's going to tell you, break it down, brother. He's going to tell you about economics. And let Aaron Claire tell you something. That would get tiring after about five minutes. Uh, And TJ Martinell. Does TJ have a new website? How is he screwed up? He's a new podcaster. TJMartinell.com. Does he have his RSS feed up? TJ Martinell. Oh, the podcast. Okay, they're organized there pretty well. They're organized. Yeah, he's got his books. He's monetizing. Very good, TJ. Very good. Okay. Okay, I don't even know why you got the blog. You're writing one post per month. You could just have an RSS feed, you know, and a blog link to it. Okay, now can I download it? That's the question. Goes right to SoundCloud. Good, good. Can I download it? I can? Can I? Oh, I got to log in on Facebook. Oh, it's probably not going to let me do it because I'm banned from the Facebook. I'm in Facebook jail. Error. Yeah, I can't download it. through. How darn it. I don't want to listen to it. Well, I do want to listen to it, but I don't want to bother downloading it. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. There we go. All right. Uh... Small Scale Life, TJ Martinell. Oh, Academic Composition. AcademicComposition.com. If you are tired of writing your papers, why not do what the smart corporations do, and that is outsource. Academic Composition uh, will go and write your papers for you for a very acceptable fee. You pay by page. Um, Contact Alex and his crack team of writing staff at academiccomposition.com. Let them know the captain sent you. They also do resumes for $100 per resume. And Alex is always looking to hire. He's looking for marketers and writers. Both jobs suck. Both jobs are boring. Don't expect me and I don't like writing Marxist drivel. That's what you do in college. That's what you're paid. Do you think the client likes writing? Look, at least you get paid to write Marxist drivel as opposed to paying for the honor of writing Marxist drivel, which is what every college student does. You're paying for the honor and privilege to write lies and Marxist evil. That's basically, you're just writing evil. Why, we should kill people who won't give us their money and enslave themselves to us by Karl Marx. Pussy faggot extraordinaire. Living on Engel's father's money because we're just... Those those were the original hipsters. Those were the proto-hipsters. 
Anyway, so contact Alex at academiccomposition.com. Let them know I send you either as a client or a prospective employee. The good news is you can do your work from home. It's all on the internet. Jimfear138.blogspot.com. Jimfear138.blogspot.com. If you're looking for someone to do voice work for you, I recommend Jimfear138.blogspot.com. He also has a podcast that is very dark and depressing and nerdy and geeky. I like that part, but it's dark and depressing. Uh, and I got to download. Maybe I'll download some of that later on tonight. Zonk out to that. And then... The Glimmer Veil Chronicles by Michael Kingswood. If you are looking for non-communist science fiction, non-communist science fiction, I would recommend reading The Glimmer Veil Chronicles by Michael Kingswood. Actually, you know what? I'm going to contact him. Bear with me taking a note. Boom. I think I just came up with a great idea for my good friend Michael. All right, that's it. Now, now we could go to the article I was going to read. Hi, Campy. Thanks for all the work you do. I actually thought I had listened to all your videos by now until I came across the one you made about psychology majors. I knew it was bullshit. In fact, I did one semester at college back in 2000. It was a complete waste of my time. With an IQ of 144, I will never be challenged at any job. And I'm not in the mood to go $100,000 in debt. So I work for myself in the antique restoration business, which will make the following paragraph all the more outrageous to read. I don't know why. It's a skill. I can't restore antiques. For you see, I do in fact have some deep-seated mental issues rooted in childhood, whether it was due to phytoestrogens in the water supply, the plastics, a horrible childhood, or bad genetics. I'm going to go with horrible childhood. I was from an early adolescence struck with the mental illness of transgenderism. Uh, And I went to several therapists and they were all very affirming. This is key. This is important. No one asked about my childhood or the abuse or anything else or anything else really for that matter. They took my claims at face value, signed the requisite forms, and eventually I made the full transition. The whole nine yards. All right. This, This concerns me where the the psychologists either to make money prescribing drugs or they're lazy or they don't want to be accused of being an isternism or oh, you're a transgenderist you're, you're you're already i have a very low opinion of the psychology industry i think the science it's the science it's not a science it's a fraud it's a hack it it fails miserably according to the scientific method I think the number one complaint I have about the psychology profession is the people that go into it. You are looking at people at the age of 17 who think that they are going to be wise and they can study the human mind and then give full-grown adults with way more life experience than them uh, some kind of wisdom or guy, oh, we can, we can uh, diagnose diseases and I would grant maybe at some point in time there was like some correlation like that's a very odd behavior but you see in a lot of other people too all right there might be some veracity there but now the social anxiety disorder was I'm like oh just fuck you guys just fuck you frauds you're worse than bankers social anxiety disorder oh and by the way here's some drugs that will fuck with your mind you you're shy we got to give you chemicals that will affect your brain 
And so with the low caliber of, of hypocrites that enter into the psychology profession at the age of 17, I want to be a child psychologist. You're still a child. You're not even 18 yet. What do you mean you want to be a child psychologist? That's about as valid as you becoming a teacher. I just got with children. The hypocrisy, the hubris, the arrogance, and above all, the laziness. That's why most of them never go on to get their masters. They're too lazy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the 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 um, I gotta look up who who came up with um, social anxiety disorder. I gotta look up. Uh, originally, I was hating on the guy or gal, like what scumbag piece of shit. And then I realized that society buys it whole. And new Aaron Hollywood Hogan that goes back to the the early nineties for you. Go Hollywood Hogan, Hollywood Clary, where he's evil where he focuses on telling people the lies they want. I got to shake this guy's hand who came up with social anxiety disorder. I got to I got to come up with a guy like, "Yep, Ritalin. Oh god, I got to tip my hat. That's more evil than the fucking Nazis, man. That is just brilliant evil." <sighs> so again, here here you have somebody who wants to cut his nuts off and you guys are like, yep, "Okay, let's stand up for it." I don't want to be accused of being an ist or an ism. I'm a pussy, and I have no standards, principles, or spine. Uh, and eventually made the full name. Now fast forward five years, and here's where this is the biggest fear. This is my concern. Now fast forward five years, and I realize I have made a grave error. I'd say so. And this is, let us, let us have a heart-to-heart talk here to all of our non, uh, not, non, non-conforming, our transgender, transsexual friends. All right, I do mean that. Nobody is slamming on your uh, gender confusion. What is the term they use? Gender dysphoria. Or transgenderism. All right, I'm very libertarian. I don't care what you do. I really don't. That's your business as to who you want to have sex with. What your your attracted to and whatever you want to identify as in your own mind, fine, go ahead. I, I, as long as you don't affect me, I, I don't care. Where I kind of almost care, but I, I got to kind of keep my hands away a little bit, is when I'm going to mutilate my genitalia. And that's a huge step. All right, cross-dress. Go ahead. In your mind, identify, cross-dress, do this. Uh, take your hormones, which now you're starting to affect your brain. But if you're going to mutilate your body and go with the surgery, and then we look at the suicide rate of people who are identify as, as transgendered of 40%. I even read an article where, well, it's that way because no one supports us. It's like, okay, could, could you stop coming up with excuses and just really critically think about a 40% suicide rate? Could you really start thinking about the human life? Stop thinking about gender. Stop thinking about politics. You have a 40% suicide rate. And some of that could be because the family doesn't. I understand that's some of it. But there's a damn good chance you have other mental issues that should be addressed. So before, before, I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm saying before you go under the knife, and you mutilate, and that is what you're doing. You are mutilating your genitalia. You are not getting a vagina, and you're not getting a dick. You are mutilating your genitalia. Before you take that huge and irreversible step, why not fully evaluate 
and flush out, uh, uh, eliminate other possible variables. Because I'm going to be very curious. I'd be very curious for the, you know, you take everybody who wants to go and have the transgender surgery. What percentage of them also had troubles in childhood? Like, and if we do the study, we find out, well, out of, out of a thousand transgendered surgery people or people who want the transgendered surgery, only 2% had bad childhood. The remaining 98 came from loving nuclear families and the father and there was no abuse. There was, oh, there was no drugs. Then I'd be like, okay, well, that's enough empirical evidence that it proves to me there's something actually going on psychologically and these people wanted, okay. And then again, not my business, but you know, this is where you don't get paid to care. This is the old captain. You don't get paid to care. You get paid to lie. But for those of you who, and we've had, I've had transgender clients before, and, and again, you know the captain, libertarian. Before you do this, guys, please evaluate all the other potential options, including that you might have some other mental issues that have nothing to do with your transgenderism or might be causing it. And if you solve those, or you talk about it, or you at least evaluate them, then you might have this problem or the transgenderism solved. You may come to a different conclusion. Oh, I don't want to go through that surgery because otherwise the consequence is what this poor guy is facing. Now fast forward five years and I realize I've made a grave error. I I can't think of anything more serious. (laughs) I'd really want to explore all the options before I do that. You know, like, oh, did I have a bad childhood? Did I drink too much? Was I unconsciously drinking Windex with my water? What have you know? Just I, I, really, you know, I would even move and change my environment because, man, to do that is serious fucking shit. I actually have managed to unravel some of my own problems and come to a greater understanding of myself and how my mind works. The fact remains, though, at five foot seven, and after five years of hormones, it is extremely difficult for me to pass as a male now. I'm thirty-five. We're gonna have to reverse it. I mean. I don't know what you're going to do about the surgery. I just don't. But you're going to have to stop taking the hormone treatments. You're going to have to change your diet. You're going to have to maybe get plastic surgery. I don't know. But just as I'm logically, I'm no no uh, doctor. But if you've been at that for five years turning into a female, maybe you're going to have to spend another five years going back to being a male. I'm 35 and all my best days, I might be able to pass for 21. Oh, that's not too bad. Usually just to look like a chick in guys' clothes. The tits are a problem. I'm always getting carded for cigarettes and my ideas often refuse. I just want to let you know that your offhand remark was indeed quite correct. There's actually a vast contingent of us out there that, for obvious reasons involving shame and embarrassment, either disappear as it goes, kill themselves. There's your one in four. Is it one in four? Wait, one in four kill themselves? I did the suicide attempt. Now, that doesn't mean the 4 in 10. That doesn't mean 4 in 10 killed themselves. It means 4 in 10 attempted suicide. Is it as bad as 1 in 4 die? Like I said, death is kind of serious. That's why I'm bringing this up and having this. And if if you are intellectually too weak to understand the difference between someone mocking you for transgenderism or somebody's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, you can do it. Let's just make sure. If If you can't discern between that, I can't help you. But if it's a one in four of people that are that are succeedingly killing themselves, that's horrible. Or spend oh darn it, lost the page. Hang on, hang on. Oh, for God's sake! Sorry, guys, I lost the. 
Well, where'd it go? Oh, here we are. Sorry about that. Uh, spend the rest of their lives presenting as a woman carrying the secret to their grave. <clears throat> I chose the ghost method. Now you might be asking yourself, how did this dude not hang it up immediately upon realizing the seriousness of the error made? Yeah, I could tell you it had a lot to do with faith in God and serendipity, but now I am rather adrift and having nothing to tie me to anything. We'll be making a through hike on the Appalachia Trail this year. I think that's a great idea. I think that's a great idea. I don't know. Look, you, you are who you are. You still have your brain. You still have your 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 consciousness, your cognizance. Um, and dude, hiking the Appalachian Trail. My uncle did that. I, I've hiked more Rockies than the Appalachian. I I think that's a fine thing to do. I I just I just don't know why. Just stop. Just stop doing the drugs and have a breast reduction surgery if the hormones don't. The lack of hormones don't do that for you. Uh, for this year, for my own personal satisfaction, from Mount Catahin, I'll probably tour the country until it absolutely completely falls apart, which you know it will. I have no question for you at this time, and if this took up too much of your time, what would you consider your normal business hours? Feel free to send me a bill. The reality of which you approach life has already helped me tremendously. I won't mention his name. Uh, no, you don't have to pay. This is <clears throat> this is important because. The, the sick, disgusting, and evil media and our sick and disgusting and evil culture and just the Democrat, the leftists, you think I'm being political, I'm not. It's the leftists that just, they love your traits more than you because your traits get them elected. Do you understand how you are being used? This is, this is textbook uh, leftist policies. Divide and pit everyone against escapes. Not divide and conquer. It's divide and then pit them all against one type of person. In the United States, it's white males. I think in Malaysia, it's Chinese. Maybe it's Indians, East Indians. I'm not sure. But they're basically taking traits that you have and saying, oh, we care about you because of this. Why would they care about you because you're... Why does anyone care about me because I'm a guy? That doesn't make any sense. Why would you care about me because I got brown eyes? Why would you care about me because I'm left-handed? That makes absolutely no sense. There's nothing to speak of a person's quality or caliber, uh, love or, or morality or goodness based on traits they're born with. But you guys eat it up. And then you, then you go so far as to believe that there's people out there to get you and that you're oppressed. And, that you should, and it's going so far that it's championing mental illness. In the, I don't know if you could call it the lighter side of things, convincing boys that they're acting irrationally and, and unhealthily and they need Ritalin and you have social anxiety disorder and you have ADHD and you have the Asperger's, you got to be pumped full of drugs. That's on the quote light side. On this side, oh yeah, cut your nuts off and, and create a make work vagina or penis or whatever the fuck they do. I don't know. And take these drugs and hate these hormones and have it all screw up with your brain and give you breasts even though your, your genetics aren't exactly, or the chromosomes anyway. And anyone that tells you different, oh, they're, they're, is, they're ists against you. They're, they're, they're transgenderists. It's like uh, anyone with a normal brain is like, dude, you're cutting off your fucking nuts. You know, and, and maybe some of the religious people on the right might be, sinner burning in hell. All right, all right, that's, that's a small group of people. Most everybody is like, are you sure, dude? Are you sure? 
Because that's a big step. You, that's like walking off a cliff, and you better hope you sprout your wings and fly. And I know, I know, they have, was it Bruce Jenner up there? No, I'm not calling him Caitlyn. One of these days I'll slip and I'll call him Caitlyn because that's naturally what I want to call him. But it's it's Bruce Jenner with a mutilated penis. Uh, and that's fine. It, it, he seems happier doing what he is as he is doing now. That's cool. And all the best of luck to Bruce. Uh, but with some of these other statistics, the one in four death rate, if that is true, the 40% suicide rate. Yeah, I'm very happy to take your, your letter here. And to share it with other transgendered people, whoever might be listening in my audience, or you share it with someone who might, you know, be questioning their sexuality. Because this, I'd like to think, look, I'd like to think I got tens of thousands of kids from majoring in worthless crap. I'd like to think I got at least a couple hundred black guys out of poverty. And if I could, if I'd like to think I prevented a couple people who were, were transgendered or, or were transsexual there transsexual like to think I prevent a couple of you from killing yourselves that's what I'd like to think and I if that's an ist or an ism or whatever if if a liberal and a leftist wants to call me an ist or an ism you got something to think about you got to think about who's on your side then man so all right that's it uh if you guys Want to share the Clary podcast with family, friends, loved ones, enemies, and people you are genuinely in, uh, indifferent about? Uh, I'm gonna. What am I gonna do? It's ten thirteen. Oh, I gotta render this and upload it. Oh, I gotta go somewhere to do that with the internet. All right. We'll see you, kids, later. Toodles. <laughs>